This week's episode of Greetings from Storybrooke is brought to you by Audible.com. Get a free audiobook download at www.audibletrial.com slash storybrook. Over 100,000 titles to choose from for your iPhone, Android, Kindle, or MP3 player. Again, that link is audibletrial.com slash storybrook. You got me. Greetings from Storybrook. I'm Bill Meeks. And I'm Anne-Marie DeSimone. And this is Something Going On in the Clock Tower. We also talk about ABC's <laughs> hit series, Once Upon a Time. How are you doing, Anne-Marie? I'm wonderful. How are you? My voice cracked in 12 different ways I did not intend for it. And then I cackled, so there we go. It all works well. It, it all works well. well. Hey, Anne-Marie, uh, for our video viewers, which if you're not familiar, uh, or if you don't know, we usually uh, record this uh, live, live on Monday nights at 8.30 p.m. EST. Over on YouTube and Google Plus and whatnot. So there's video. There's video. Uh, but Amory, show our video viewers your uh, Can greetings. Can you take down the big giant storybook thing? I guess. I guess. Let's okay, there here. we go. There we go. Okay, yeah, and here's uh, the greetings from Storybrook T-shirt, everybody. I have one on too. Yay! If I can show you here, we the got them. Is, I feel like um, I'm from last season because mm-hmm. I'm in the green. I'm like <laughs> it's like the Emerald City. You, yeah, you're repping Oz. Oz slash pan there. And uh, yeah, yeah, I, I'm in the red, uh, which is representing uh, red. evil regals, we'll say. There we go. Okay, and uh, as usual, we have a guest joining us this week to discuss the episode of Once Upon a Time. And it's uh, actually, uh, we he's been on a couple times. Uh, my mm-hmm. old college roommate, Jason George. How you doing, JG? I'm well. What's up? Uh, not too much. I, I forget. I, I, I always call you JG. I'm supposed to call you Jason. Bad Bill. No, Bad no, Bill. J- no, JG's fine. JG's fine? Okay, well... Oh, I yeah, just... pe- people still call me that. Excellent, excellent. Well, we will definitely call you... Actually, maybe we'll call you GJ, just to be different. I can never do that. Do it. No. Okay. Nope. Some Jeez. people call me JJ. JJ. I think I called you Jeej back in college sometimes. You did. What's up, Jeej? Not much. <laughs> okay, Amory, why don't you go ahead and get us started with the rhyming episode summary, and then we'll start talking about this week's app. In old Arendelle, three sisters are playing. One sister has powers the other sisters aren't saying. Back in town, Emma brings Ingrid back to the station to subject her to an interrogation. Ingrid's unfazed. She knows Emma's conflicted. The flow of her power is now unrestricted. People are hurt and rumples still mean. Our cup freezeth over in this week's The Snow Queen. The Snow Queen. The Snow Queen. (laughs) (laughs) JG, overall, what did you think of The Snow Queen this week? Pretty pretty outstanding episode. Uh, the, the the best part for me was mm-hmm. the uh, the very final scene with yeah. Rumpelstiltskin and uh, Ingrid, mm-hmm. slash, uh, the, the Snow Queen slash Dairy Queen. Yeah, yes, <laughs> slash Dairy Queen. I absolutely <laughs> loved it. And I, but I, I would wager that you have that somewhere in your in the lineup. So. Uh, yeah, I, I think I think that comes up a little bit. They, there, there was like one tiny little important thing in that scene that we'll probably get to in our discussion. A little bit. Uh, Anne Marie, what did you think of it overall? I 
Like Emma, I'm conflicted. Mm-hmm. Um, there's parts that I liked. There's parts that I didn't like. There's parts that I found extremely awkward and uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. But, you know, things are moving. We're learning things. I like learning things. Mm-hmm. It's kind of, you know, what I do. So, yeah, I'm, I'm in the middle. In the middle? I'm in the middle. That's fair. Yeah. And uh, like JG, I'm actually over the moon about it. I really, <laughs> really enjoyed it. Like, especially in comparison to the past couple weeks, I thought I uh, it, it was a lot better overall. I thought uh, that Eli- I actually enjoyed Elizabeth Mitchell's performance this week, which I'm a I huge fan of her. My yeah. God, I'm a huge fan of her. Oh yeah, a lot of our <laughs> listeners are, and I felt bad because we just haven't been enjoying her performance at all. But it's it- so dull to me. <laughs> But this week, I, I, I really dug her a lot more. She she definitely jumped out and uh, showed a lot more range. But, you know, we should probably go ahead and get started talking about it. Because this was kind of uh, her secret origin, right? Mm-hmm. Yes. Everything okay? Anne-Marie, yeah. by the way? Yeah. Try, I'm trying to figure out. They're asking somebody. Is anyone else having a showcase thing on the side of their screen while watching the video? A showcase thing? I don't even know what that is. Amy, yeah, share with, I don't know what that is. I'd love to Yeah, I don't know what the you. showcase thing is. But, uh, yeah, it was it was uh, the Dairy Queen's uh, secret origin uh, story and everything. And it, it was uh, probably my favorite uh, Frozen-era flashback they've had, for yeah. sure. Absolutely. Uh, it, me, too. Oh, uh, did you have something else to add, J.J.? No, I'm sorry. I'm talking over you. I'm being incredibly rude. <laughs> That's fine. I'm used to it from you, man. We go, we go way back. Uh, you, you'd probably have to literally stab me for me to get offended. So. I, I, I know this. I tell you what. Whenever you want me to speak, just like poke at me. You know, just prod me. You know, give me a cue and I'll chime in. I'll just say, Jage. Yes, Jade. Okay, but uh, f- first of all, uh, you know, they showed how the third sister died, which was incredibly, incredibly tragic. tragic. I was like, whoa, okay, I can deal with the turning to ice. But then the ice crumbled, like, mm-hmm. instantly. What is that? Yeah, she just ba- barely, like, grazed the Great. cheek with her yes. hand and just, like, instant crumble. Because at first right. I was like, oh, they're going to do a Marion thing, like they're doing with Marion, where she's kind of frozen solid. No. JG? Uh, yeah, I know. I, I, thank you. I know exactly what you mean on that. That's so definitive. That's so final. Like, like all of a sudden, she just crumbles to nothing. You know, whereas yeah, even Marian, if that thaws out, it's not going to be great. Yeah, I mean, she's not like the T one thousand. It's not like they're all going to come back together and just reform. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like Marion, there's hope that you can unthaw her. I guess. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There's no coming back from being frozen and then shattered. No, no. <laughs> well, so you're you right know, about that. It was incredibly final. <laughs> yeah, I guess. I mean, we thought the porcelain could come back though for being the Wicked Witch. Yeah, but a uh, porcelain. You can glue porcelain back together again. You can't glue unfrozen person back together again. Right, right. Multiple people have problems. They're having problems. Yes. Let's see here. I excuse us, uh, people who aren't watching live. Uh, (laughs) We're looking here. There's issues. Okay, well, it seems like they're they're being able to see and everything okay. I too. I thought Bill was promoting himself, which is why I think it's funny. <laughs> um. I'm not promoting myself. <laughs> what is the showcase thing? Because I don't I'm know like, what the showcase. Okay, thing here's is. showcase. What is that? Oh, so, are you showing that? I guess I'm showing this or Make something. Make it go away. I want to turn this off. How Thanks for bearing this? with us, y'all. That's right. Okay. I've been in Georgia too long. I I'm not y'all. sure if I turned it off or not. I apologize for if uh, there's a website or something coming up for people watching the video, uh, the showcase. Uh, hopefully, hopefully uh, people can see us and everything. Okay. Uh, oh. I hate that. 
All right. Well, okay, we'll, sorry. we'll just go anyway. on. Okay. But anyway. Anyway. anyway l- luckily, that won't be as long and awkward for the recorded list. No, because that will get cut. Uh, but but uh, let's see here. Uh, where was I going with that? Yeah. Super tragic. Uh, yeah, yes. ba- basically, uh, what was her name? Helga? Gerda? Gerda? I don't know. Which no, one are you no, talking Ger- about? Gerda's the, the mom of Elsa and Anna, right? Yes. Okay. So uh, Helga is the one who yeah. has turned into the Helga ice. slushy or the Helgarita. <laughs> the Helgarita. The yes. Helgarita. Who's got the lines? But I actually thought that Gerda's response was probably even. Well, I, I'm not going to say even more unhealthy than the actual action, but I, I, I think for our characters anyway. I had a lot of unhealthy kind of uh, results and everything uh, just because, you know, it's, it's that kind of thing from the movie Frozen uh, that we saw in Frozen with Elsa conceal, don't feel, right. don't let them know, all that stuff. And we see that very prominently uh, oh, yeah. in her mom here. And she makes a lot of really kind of bad decisions because she doesn't want uh, her, I think partially herself and then the kingdom to have to deal with the ramifications of what happened. Yeah. Uh, you know, the wi- mind wipe uh, with the rock trolls, I think, is completely over the line, even for this situation. Oh, yeah. Like, I know we had talked a bit in a cu- the past couple episodes about, like, uh, it, you know, you know, maybe there was a good justification for it, this, that, or the other. I, di- I didn't think this was a good justification. What did you think, Anne-Marie? No, um, it felt like it was she just didn't want to deal with it. She mm-hmm. didn't. That was the problem. Is she wanted to forget, and to make that happen, everyone had to forget. Mm-hmm. And she probably partially wanted to forget putting her sister in an urn. Yeah, I mean, she sent her away. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. I mean, Grand Poppy was like, you know, there's there's still going to be a price. Yeah, and he, she's like, I've already paid the price. <laughs> I'm like, no, no, you haven't. Nice try, though, sister. That was the down payment. Yeah, <laughs> uh. that was the uh, <laughs> yeah. But you know you you can't uh, necessarily put everything on her, on her head. I guess I I think really Ingrid slash the Snow Queen, her action uh, probably set everything into motion even more than uh, Gerda's, which was the not trusting in the ribbon and the the sisterly mm-hmm. love and everything to get her through right. and feeling like she needed the urn and just because you know her both of her sisters were immediately like we're hey, good yeah we're good we're fine you know if if you get out of control we'll help bring you back right and she was like no no take the well, ribbon off immediately. Well, even rumple said to her the love of a there's the quote i write the quotes uh, i write the quotes i write the quotes is it l- love is free but magic it comes with a price nope nope that one we know sisterly love is okay. worth its weight in magic yes okay um, okay with the n- because it seems to me like 75 percent or something <laughs> of all the problems that the, that the characters have in the show all stem back to a bad decision they once made right mm-hmm. <laughs> you know yes. and i don't think this is any different at all no <laughs> you it's know not. It, it, it kind of goes right in with everything else. I mean, think about that. You know, all the characters that in the present day, the reason why they're in this predicament is because somewhere along the line, they made a horrible decision about something. Yeah. <laughs> you know, maybe, you know, maybe I'm wrong there, but I don't think so. And I think this is the same way with her. I mean, what a total overreaction, <laughs> you know. <laughs> mm-hmm. Granted, her sister did just crumple in front of her, but but still, I mean, I thought that scene was almost a little, like, cliche because mm-hmm. i knew what she was going to say before she even said it right like you're a monster you know yeah. <laughs> <laughs> in fact i actually monster. looked at my wife and i said that before mm-hmm. she said it i was like no. she's a monster you know I'm or whatever she said 
<laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. So I was like, just play it cool. She didn't mean to do it. Oh, yeah. wait a minute. I know you're not going to do that. <laughs> then we wouldn't yeah. have a story. <laughs> <laughs> by, by, the, by the same token, too, up until that point, like, uh, Ingrid's family had been nothing but completely 150% supportive of her. Like, they helped yes. her bury a body when she killed someone when she yes. was, like, they were, like, 10. <laughs> right, and right. Like, <laughs> she, they were, like, no, it's fine. We'll help you cover up this murder. This. It's We've cool. we got this. Little six-year-old um, Olga or whatever <laughs> is, like, no, we got this, sister. Like, <laughs> yeah, but when you, when you murder someone get- in the family, it's <laughs> on, you know. <laughs> It gets real all of a sudden, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah. It's real in a, in a hurry when your sister crumbles in front of your eyes. That's true. Yeah, it's very true. Yeah, it, I I don't know. In some ways, like like her automatically going for the urn almost feels like retaliatory for uh, you know losing faith in the sisterhood. It probably <laughs> was. I'm sure that was right. part of it. Right. Mm-hmm. Or just plain old fear too. I mean, yeah. you know, like well, if I don't throw her in this urn, I'm next. Mm-hmm. Right. You know. But but then again, I guess it's a common motif for people who are, lose control of their powers to have the people around them all of a sudden treat them, them differently. And treat them like yeah, crap. As we learned from this episode from the modern. Yes. <laughs> right. Part. Right. With, but then again, I don't know about that with Emma. When Emma started wigging out and, you know, everybody mm-hmm. – I don't know if – I don't think everybody around her was just like – Oh my God, Emma! You're a monster. You know, because <laughs> c- consider who you're talking about here. You're dealing, you know, Snow White. I mean, yeah. she, right. she she's not going to do that. That would be completely out of her character for her to do that to Emma. You know what I mean? Like that would not fly with me. I, I, she, I will say that uh, her actions probably uh, definitely uh, was what kind of pushed Emma over the edge, though. Like yeah. like to where she listened to the Snow Queen. Right. Right. Yeah. Well, I mean, even before the Snow Queen, well, just jumping around today, um, even before the Snow Queen got to her, Snow was treating her like that. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, with the bottle With and the stuff, bottle, right? and they're all staring at her, but, you know, Snow's, mm-hmm. like, holding baby Neil closer to her, like, yeah, you don't need to babysit, I got this. You know what, I, I do have a very interesting theory on this, <laughs> way later in the notes. Way later in the notes. So we're going to sh- save it for a little bit later, but okay. you you wanted to touch base a little bit on uh, the... Uh, candle. The candle. candle was elvish. Mm-hmm. Have we heard anything about elves? Well, I think I think they were tar- talking about those uh, Tharthark... Or Thathar, the runes that Michael Lucero no, pointed out to he, us. They said this is Elvish. Mm-hmm. I, I, I believe when I, runes Michael and Elvish wrote, are different. I, I think no, but I think Michael uh, mentioned those when he was telling us about the runes in one of his letters or voicemails or something about Tolkien uh, from Lord of the Rings uh, using those those runes to uh, create uh, the Elvish script and everything. Right, but, and and that's where my mind automatically goes when you think el- elves, you know. Mm-hmm. But I mean, there are so many different types of elves, you know. Uh, but with something like this, I Lord of the Rings stuff, I you know that that fits better than like Santa Claus elves or like the <laughs> or like the elves that make the shoes at night, you know. Mm-hmm. I mean, but then also I think that might not work so well in this type of story, whereas the elves that make the shoes would, I, you know, <laughs> I mean, right. I don't know. I'm rambling, but, we, but elves are like, there are so many different types of elves in these stories. Who knows? You know, I, I would, I would like to see a, a Christmas episode of once upon a time featuring Santa Claus. Would That'd be, be cool. I mean, that might be coming to mind just because, uh, we found out we're getting a doctor who Christmas special with Santa Claus in it, right. but shocking. Uh, um, it would work. Uh, 
<coughs> but the thing is, if it was runes, Elsa knew how to read runes. Mm-hmm. Elsa didn't know how to read this Elvish, and Bell had it oh, translated. Had the translation. See, this is why oh, okay. I'm saying it was different. But okay. I wasn't want to say that. Oh, <laughs> so, sorry. You, you know how I am. I, I, I have to keep talking, or I'll completely forget what I'm saying. I know, and that's why I let you go, <laughs> even though you're wrong. Um, also, the thing is, though, where did the candle come from? Was it hiding mm-hmm. in the library? I don't know. Random like, things keep appearing, and amazingly, Bell has it. Bell has this. Bell has that. I don't know. Well, the library does have some magical stuff stored in it, though, because I mean that's where Maleficent. Was. I was about to say, like Maleficent, yeah. uh, or, or the mirror. This episode, for example. <laughs> well, um, the, I mean, the whole town is a treasure trove of magical mm-hmm. wonders. I mean, like, I mean, th- even of ca- magical characters. I mean, really, all of a sudden, people just started noticing Ingrid. <laughs> I mean, think about it, you know, these people just, mm-hmm. and these things just keep popping up, you know? Oh, yeah, yeah, and I, I'm, we'll, we'll have some uh, more news, or uh, some more announcements in our news section, but there's going to be another character, I guess, probably <laughs> popping up, too, and uh, even our preview for next week, uh, it looks like there's even another character hiding in Storybrooke somewhere. Yay! So uh, Terrific. It, it'll, it'll be good, it'll be good, but... uh Let's see here. Uh, one of the, the magical items that you could probably have found in the library uh, back before episode one was the book. The book. And uh, J- JG, you were kind of you're kind of you you want to reveal on that, right? Oh, big time! To me, that is the big that's the big thing of this season. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, I might I might be completely wrong on this, but to me, the big reveal of this season has to be the author of that book. That to me, that's the sure. most interesting part of the entire story so far. Never mind the Snow Queen. Never mind Elsa. They're cool. They're fine. Mm-hmm. That story is interesting. But every time they go to talk about that book, I'm a little bit more interested. Unfortunately, and, they always go to talk about it, and then they like they go away from it. They have like one line, and then it goes into I don't know Robin and Regina making out or something. Right. And it's like, and what are you going to find out about the book, Henry, at the store? Oh, nothing. I'm just going to go, you know, polish this furniture, you know, like uh, in this really nice suit, which I find weird, but whatever. <laughs> like, like oh, I'm just going to use you to like do the chores around here and keep the place clean, but you better dress nice. You know? Do, do you- do you have any theories, uh, JG, on uh, who, who might have written the book? I, I know we've had some that we've discussed, but... Okay, I don't have a theory on who wrote the book, but mm-hmm. I do really hope that it somehow brings back August. And, I, and, people, <laughs> and people have said to me, you know, well, that can't be. He's turned back into a boy or whatever. And mm-hmm. I, or, I'm like... Have you not watched this show at all? <laughs> like, like, like it's every it, anything. Can it's happen. like it's like the old thing. Like when I used to play Dungeons and Dragons, and I was the DM, and someone would say, "Well, th- how could that work?" I go, "It's magic." <laughs> uh, magic. <laughs> I, I, I'm like, I'm like, don't feed me this. Oh well, he's he can't be. Uh, he's back to being a kid again, or what? I'm like. So what? <laughs> like, I mean, yeah, it, all all the writers have to do is write a no longer a kid potion, and boom, <laughs> done. Yeah, right. I'm sure Rumpelstiltskin's got a potion that does that for you. Yes, me. right. <laughs> you know what Are I mean? Like pre-designed and everything. So, so well, I speaking I have, of oh, wait, sorry, JG. Speaking of Rumpelstiltskin, I think I saw him coming coming what? down the way right now. What? Oh, Rumpel, where is he? Rumpel, where is he? Where are you? Oh wait, oh no, that's the hold wrong on. Wait one. a second. He's not here yet. He's not here yet. 
He's not here yet. Wait, wait, wait Rumpel. No, no, no. Nope, still nothing. Uh, okay. This is what happens when Bill tries to play with special effects for those watching live. <laughs> Rumpel will be alone shortly. Sorry, sorry, JG. Go ahead and continue your point. Uh, not a problem. Being that I'm just on the audio and I have no idea. You sounded kind of crazy right there. <laughs> He's always sounded crazy. You know that. That's kind of the point. <laughs> well, that's but I, but but that's okay. No, I was just saying that I hope that it brings back August because he was one of my favorite characters in the show. Yes, mm-hmm. I absolutely love the guy, and he, and he's the one that I mean, he had the book. You know, he was the one that like you know he was messing with it with the pages and all this stuff. Like he's mm-hmm. tied to that book somehow. I would imagine. Oh yeah, uh, you, I mean, you, all, think. you know, because he he right. repaired the book a little bit too. Right, right. Mm-hmm. He he he. You know, he had a closer tie to that book than. It, any of the characters other than Henry who had it. Okay. So I think, you know, this is a prime time to give fans like me what I want and bring him back because he's awesome. Hashtag bring back uh, August. Hashtag do it for JG. That's right. And, and do it for me. Cause, Cause I don't have Twitter. I've told you this before. So get on there and hashtag that bring back August. Hashtag it up, down and backwards. I love it. Cause bring JG back the, I love that it. glorious neck beard. Bring him back. <laughs> Nice. nice. Okay. Well, well what, did you have something? I was going to say, um, Hope's pointing out that we know that August isn't the author mm-hmm. uh, because Adam and Eddie had said it in an interview. Um, but I don't think you're necessarily saying that you want him to be the author, right? You're just saying you, no. just, you just want him you connected just want it to the solution. No, he's not the author. I, don't, I mean, no, I just want him brought back. Yeah. <laughs> okay. That's I want time. him part of the solution. Yes. <laughs> I mean, this is the time to bring that guy back. He was too cool to do what they did to him. <laughs> Unless the actor, you know, like got some kind of movie deal that fizzled out and he was leaving the show, like I saw no reason to do that. You know, I actually heard that there was some sort of like sort tension between him and other cast members, or he wasn't happy on the show or something. But that's all conjecture. The the stick at that time. Yeah, Mm. that's true too. Okay, uh, let's see here. Before we uh, continue on with our discussion, I wanted to point out just a couple things here, real quick. Uh, Let's see here. First off. We had a, a guest post uh, up on the blog at greetingsfromstorybrook.com this week uh, called Rumpelstiltskin eh, Rumpelstiltskin's Good Intentions, A Case for Nuanced Villains. It was written by uh, our, our constant listener, constant uh, writer, uh, Michael Lucero. And it's a really, really good, uh, very detailed letter where he kind of talks about how you know, a good villain is one that kind of believes he's right and, you know, has isn't just there to cause havoc and make things bad and be evil. You know, mm-hmm. I, it, that an interesting villain has has a more nuanced sort of character. And uh, there's already some uh, really good discussion. Uh, Banton has a, has a comment down there and stuff. But I highly recommend you go check that out at greetingsfromstorybrook.com. And uh, we also, uh, next week... We have a a milestone episode a coming milestone? up. No, because uh, this is episode ninety nine, so that makes <gasps> next week episode one hundred, which is insane. That like is completely so crazy. insane. Who it, knew we were ever going to have a hundredth episode? Seriously, we were recording in a garage at mm-hmm. first. Well, I, no, no, first we were recording we were rec- at the kitchen table with a little itty bitty little yeah, mic micro thing, like digital recorder, like you would use for like a lecture in college <laughs> or something. Are so, you going to cue the Jefferson song yet, or what, man? Moving on up. <laughs> Thank you. To Storybrook. 
something like that. <laughs> uh, but yeah, 100th episode, November 17th. We're going to uh, try and go live around 8.30 p.m. EST. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's a Monday night. Uh, it might be a couple minutes later just because it's a two-hour episode before. So yeah. we might need a couple more minutes prep to time. Prep. But no later than like 8.45. It'll just be me and Anne-Marie. Uh, and we'll discuss the episode. And then we'll have a big Q&A with the chat afterwards, which will be super fun. But we also want you guys to uh, leave voicemails for us. Uh, sp- very specific ones. Anne-Marie, you want to outline this for people? What am I doing? Oh, those. Okay, yeah. this is what we want you to call and leave us. How slash when did you find the show? And by the show, we mean us, not once. Um, what is your favorite part of the show? Again, our show, not once. <laughs> I mean, we'll take your favorite part of once, too. But mm-hmm. really, this is very selfish. We want to know about us. Yes. Um, also, what could we improve? Please, constructive criticism. Please, we appreciate constructive we, criticism. As long as it's constructive. If you just get on there and go, you are horrible, we will not be airing that. We, we do not accept destructive criticism. No, no destructive. And you can leave that uh, as a voicemail at 424-274-2352. Uh, or you can email us, greetingsfromstorybrook at gmail. Com. And uh, we only have a couple of these right now, so I'd really like to have a, a few more. So please, if you're, if you're you know, hemming and hawing, waiting to do it, go ahead, send it in. It'd be great. And, we, and we'll play all of those, and we'll have a big Q&A with the chat room, and it'll be a big, huge 100th episode. We'll, we'll wear our t-shirts again. Of course. We may, uh, we may wash them. We may not. We it, may wash. No, I'm not going to wash mine, for Ooh, sure. Yuck. Okay. Uh, <laughs> uh, speaking of Washing? unwashed people... <laughs> Um, Will and Robin (laughs) uh, finally got a drink together in this week's episode. After almost getting hit in the head with a dart. Oh, but I I love how he he wasn't hitting any of the darts at all until (coughs) Will Scarlet walked in and then right in there, right in there. And then all of a sudden he wasn't drunk anymore. It was like (laughs) like instant buzzkill. Now, uh, JG, uh, when when you've guessed it before, I I believe the first time you guessed it with us, it was for Wonderland. So what have you been thinking about Will so far this season? Um, I'm just curious, like, what he's – I mean, what's he doing? And are they going to bring uh, the Queen of Hearts? Mm Mm-hmm. Into this well, because that's queen. who he's pining over, right? I mean, that's the, like yeah. W- what was her name? Was the Red Queen? Because the Queen of Hearts was it, it was Aura. Aura. Yes, Anna the Red Queen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah okay, sorry, I, but uh, I'm kind of on the fence with him. I mean, yeah. I'm kind of wishy washy with him. Like I, I thought he was really cool in Wonderland. Yeah, but I'm wondering what his purpose is going to be mm-hmm. now in the regular show. Is he just going to be like the town drunk that like? You know, Emma has to go and, or you know, or and and like clean up his messes, or you know, he's there for a reason, and I don't think it's been revealed yet. No, like yeah, it's they, there's they something more important that, going on. They have said that they're gonna uh, shine more of a spotlight on him in the uh, second half of the season for sure. But uh, it's interesting you bring up you know the Red Queen and everything because there was actually a line in that scene between them that kind of. I uh, indicated that something tragic might have happened. Yeah, I uh, had right. a really rough feeling about that. Yeah, specifically, uh, Will Scarlet said, "Sometimes even when you win, you lose." And we, the last time we saw him before this season, he had won. Right. You know, Very they exactly. won the day. They were rulers of Wonderland, and 
big happy ending. And so obviously he lost something after that. Right, right. Something's going on. Something happened there. And, and I, mm-hmm. you know, I, I'm very curious as to what it is. And, and, you know, like I said, he's got to be there for more reason than just to be the guy that, uh, oh, this is a little neat little subplot. You know, mm-hmm. oh, here's this drunk guy doing this over here. Yeah. It, you, you don't bring in that character from that show. Right. For no reason, you know, no, and and and, and you said yeah. in the second half of the season that yeah. should be mm-hmm. revealed. Is, do I understand that correctly, Bill? Yeah, yeah. They they said there's definitely there's going to be more focus on him in the second season. So I, I would assume we'll get a, a reveal of what happened. Uh, yeah, I, I don't I don't know if they've outright stated that or not. But I, one other thing that I thought was really interested about that scene, interesting about that scene, and then I'll get you guys' uh, points of view on it, is just I thought it was interesting that, you know, Will tells Robin this, uh, what Marion had told him, you know, way back in the day. For the 30 billionth time or something. <laughs> well, well, this is uh, when Will was telling Robin what Marion had said oh. to him, like in con- like Got in a it. private conversation Got about uh, why she loved Robin and why oh, that one, it, yes. it was okay to be out, you know, a bandit and everything like that. And uh, basically, basically it boiled down to if you have true love, you should fight for it. And I thought it was weird and kind of messed up and kind of funny. And I, I liked the way it ended up and everything, too. But it's still weird that Robin took that message from his frozen uh, wife and Went was like, OK, up. I do need to fight for my true love. So let's go make out with Regina in the crypt. Yes. It's still weird that she's hanging out in there. I, I heard someone refer to her online today as the Royal Crypt Keeper. <laughs> yes. That's good. And I and I wonder if, if that if the if opinions of that are going going to be split by gender. And and what I mean is mm-hmm. I really, really, really like that Robin is going after Regina. Mm-hmm. And I wonder if, if if the female audience would side with Marion. Do you understand what I'm saying? Um, like, yeah, I'm not. Emory, what do you think? This female is not on Marion's side. Mm-hmm. All right. Cool. Yeah, I'm not because you could even tell from the second, like he didn't really have that connection back yeah. with her because he'd moved on mm-hmm. to him. She'd been dead for hundreds of years, basically. Yeah. And to her, he'd only been gone for like a day. Mm-hmm. So, but props to him for trying. Yeah, that's the thing. I'll give him that. Like he was a good dude trying to do all that, but Yeah, I think really if it came down to it and <sighs> even it, say Marion, even if Marion does get unfrozen and, and comes out of it and everything, if she comes into this situation and she forces Robin to like give up on Regina forever. I don't think that will happen. Then she's kind of the jerk in that situation. I mean, this is very unusual circumstances, obviously. the entire thing's a Time travel. (laughs) Time travel, freezing things. Her heart is no longer in Mm -hmm. her chest. I think she will come out of it. Yeah. But I think she's going to come out of it and Mm -hmm. realize that she should move on. Yeah. It's a a hard situation and it's nobody's fault. No. And everyone's going to end up being a jerk in some way to somebody in it and yes. it's just yes. one of those difficult situations Basically. but last season i cheered so hard for robin and regina mm-hmm. like it was one of my favorite things because as we've discussed before i'm a major fan of regina and mm. like whenever like my heart sank whenever it was like oh here's marion i was like hello marion i was like no <laughs> <laughs> yes <laughs> 
like like I was actually ticked off. Like 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 the show ended and it and, and you know I, I remember looking at my wife and I was like I hate that I hate that. <laughs> and she's like what I'm like Marion ruining everything being alive freaking like, made Marion. <laughs> Yeah, you know, showing up and how, ruining everything. How dare she live? <laughs> because, it, well, hey, who doesn't love a good redemption story? I right. mean, and it it doesn't get much more evil than Regina. And, and here's the thing. Whenever mm-hmm. she does something really, really nice or, or she, like, does something heroic, mm-hmm. I remember her having Graham's heart in her hand and crushing it. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> okay. There, and, and, like, and the village she killed. Yes. <laughs> Yeah, and that whole village she wiped out. Mm-hmm. You know, she's responsible for genocide. You know? yeah. A little bit, a little bit. It happens. But, oh, yeah, I, I would like to mention that uh, Hope in the in the chat here, and uh, in, in Hope has her her fingers on the pulse of Tumblr, so I trust her opinion on this. She says it's split by ship. Uh, the outlaw queens loved it, and the people who want Robin and Marion together just were hugely furious. And she uses a less polite word than furious here. Yes. But, we'll but in in our reality the absolute opposite of that happened at the season finale last year yeah so yeah. great so does this mean i'm an outlaw queen yes you were very welcome much. to a ship i I, th- I think i think this entire podcast is outlaw queen yes probably i would assume man I, I just want to see more robin hood face don't do that <laughs> this is why we can't get anybody from once on our show you do things what, like that because i make fun of them yes we love them. <laughs> but I make fun of the Gotham people, too. We do. <laughs> they come on our right, Gotham show. Right now, I'm really wishing I had video so I could see this Robin <laughs> yes, face. You, really, you may have to go back and download the YouTube. YouTube.com slash Media if you want to catch the video or just go to our show notes at greetingsfromstorybrook.com. I'm sure that will be the thing. Uh, let's see here. Okay, uh, you had a point about I had villains. a point. You're pointing at me. Okay. Point. Have we not learned that no one should be left alone with a major villain? <laughs> Ever. Ever. No one. I don't care Ever. who you're leaving with them. There has to be backup. Seems like they could have just broke the windows. But I guess it was the sheriff's station. No. So. It's because it was the magical ice. That's why mm. they couldn't break it. Because, yeah. I mean, they were glass doors. Mm. They're like, she froze the locks. <laughs> and I'm thinking to myself, you got to something warm, mm. you know, make a fire. But no, it's it, stop leaving people alone with the villains. That's when bad things happen. Not a good idea. No, not a good idea. No. Also, she was captured way too easy, which is mm. further reason why. Why are you leaving her alone? Mm. Uh, we're alone with a villain, Amory. Rumpelstiltskin's here again. <gasps> oh. Oh no. Hello, sir. Hi, Rumpel. Hi, Hi Mr. Don't, Gold. Don't hurt us. Ah. <laughs> but uh, let's see. Yeah, in the 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 other point you had here, uh, that she was captured way too easy. She was yeah. captured. Yes, that right there mm-hmm. is a dead giveaway. Oh, you caught me. Well, see, I, I, first I'm of all, of, that's how she acts the entire time. So. I'm of the opinion that she let Emma catch her. That uh, that no, well, I'm she of did. The op- <laughs> yes, I was like, that's not a. I'm of the opinion that the candle didn't actually work. So am I. Yeah, yeah. It just that uh, Elsa, it didn't work on Elsa, and then. Uh, and so they're the like, hey, let's just, just try this on her. <laughs> It didn't work in practice mm-hmm. t- rounds, but it, let's try it on the reality. See, I, I thought my whole uh, the Snow Queen letting her do it was going to be a more controversial opinion. I guess not. I guess no, everybody kind of no because she was like 
No, Bill, that was obvious. Yeah, it was really <laughs> okay. I'll, yeah, ju- I'll I just mean, leave I, now. I'll just leave. Jeez, no. I didn't mean to sound smug right there. <laughs> no, but it was awesome. No, that's fine. Uh, like, what's wrong with you? Totally let her catch him. Yeah, just no, because uh, she was able to like break the things off mm-hmm. right away. Ha, well, I mean, she's able to summon like monsters and stuff, and all of a sudden, Emma just, oh, I got you. Mm-hmm. I got you with you a know. magical elvish candle. Uh, speaking of, speaking of when did she become such an expert with her magic because when be, right before she got put into the urn she was still having trouble controlling it seriously how does she know how to do all this like what is the inside of the urn it it, it must have been a very long trip from uh, Arendelle to Misthaven like when they when they finally go again because <laughs> well, I mean, she became be an least, expert had to be at least magic. 20 years yeah Oh yeah, well yeah, I guess she did have all that time in the real world, but twenty to twenty-five years yeah. to get out of the urn. Mm. But she had magic getting out of the urn, like controllable. Well, I think the urns like subdued the magic, didn't it, to where it wouldn't work? I don't know. I wasn't in the uh, urn. I b- I believe. I thought it was supposed to, but like it did. It was totally obvious, Bill. <laughs> it was totally obvious. <laughs> No, Why is I, everybody I so. always picking on me? Because <laughs> there's somebody to pick on you with. <laughs> yeah, that's fair. Um, I should have done a good cop, bad cop. Okay, anyway, next. Next. Next, 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 next. Well, I think we already talked uh, about, we, Henry, being about Henry working in the shop. So I'll go ahead and uh, move on to my See, next point because I don't care what JG has to say because he's been picking on me. The but whole I actually have something to say to that point. Oh, oh, did, did, did you want to? <laughs> I actually had something because I was distracted while you were talking about it earlier. Um. That's why, yeah. But uh, JG had a point in here about uh, he, he liked uh, that Henry uh, worked in the shop and that he seemed a little overdressed for sweep. And I think you mentioned that earlier. Yes, JG. we totally talked about yeah. that. Yeah. But here's yeah. my thing: I think the reason that Rumpel is letting him in there is to keep an eye on him because he knows that boy can do something. Mm-hmm. He can get involved, and he's only letting him sweep and polish furniture and do stuff like that because he's controlling what that kid can touch. Mm-hmm. Because, oh sure. I mean, the kid took a book, stole a credit card, and ran to Boston. <laughs> like truth. So the kid is more powerful than you know. He may not have magic, mm-hmm. but he has brain power sometimes. Um, I, I was half expecting Henry to come out of the back room when the Snow Queen and Gold <laughs> Gold were yes! having their scene together, yes! or like overhear it or something. But we don't know that he hasn't. This is true. There's no well, you know what though, Emery, I, I, I actually kind of think that Henry will be revealed to have magic eventually. I, I won't mm-hmm. be surprised. Yeah. I mean, because I mean, y- y- well, he has the, the heart of the truth believer, I, which is exactly. Kind of, yeah. yeah. Exactly. Bill finally said something right. <laughs> <laughs> No, that was exactly what I was going to say, Bill, is that, you know, the whole heart of the truest believer and all that stuff. And, you know, mm-hmm. it, it, he believes in the magic, you know, right. uh, I, I, he's there's going to be a reveal before the show is over with that Henry's got some kind of magic power, too. I think I he'll become the new dark one See, calling it now. I kind of wouldn't be surprised by something mm-hmm. like that. Well, I, de- I definitely think, and I, I guess we'll go ahead and move on to the next point here because it's moving kind of right applicable. Uh, moving on. That on. would be awesome, by the way, if Henry, in yes. one season, mm-hmm. 
that would be a great story arc. I'm just saying that right now. Yeah, but it he, seems he plays like, evil really good too. Yeah. Oh yeah. As, as a Panry last year. Yeah. For sure. God but, love Panry. Uh, it, it's kind of revealed uh, what Rumpel's plans with the hat and everything are here, and that's uh, he wants to take over the world, I guess, <laughs> <laughs> um, which is a, a small Try thing. Try to take over it, the it, world. Uh, JG actually, I am me on Facebook earlier today. I was like, "What are we going to do tonight, Henry?" <laughs> the same thing yeah. we do every night. Uh, 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 yes. But, Try to take I, over the world. Trying to take over the world. <laughs> but I, I think, uh, yeah, Rumpel's pretty much completely not even going to be redemptive at all anymore. He's completely leaning into evil old Rumpel again. Like, completely. I even think he's over Bell. He is over Bell. Like, that, it's that, very obvious. That one line he had when they came in for his help and stuff, how could I turn down the pleas of my beloved wife? You could tell he was upset about the whole dagger thing from last week. Oh, yeah. Like, just completely upset with her and just, like, trying not to, like, jump over the counter and get at her right like it, it was insane yeah it, like I, I, I i it was so weird though just because yeah, i've never seen him act kind of like even off the line cruelly towards bell right and so, so it was kind of shocking but kind of cool at yeah the same it's, time. it was a nice turn mm-hmm. it was a nice turn and uh one thing and this is really a big question here i that we should probably bring up sure Okay, at the end, uh, this, you know, they make their deal. The Snow Queen's like, I can give you the little piece of information you need uh, to accomplish your goal of taking over the world or whatever. And uh, she whispers something into his ear. What do we think that was? I'll, I'll go ahead and ask uh, JG first. JG, what do you think the Snow Queen whispered into his ear? I don't know why I think this, but I think it has something to do with killing Hook. <laughs> See, I, it's funny because you're not in the dock, but that's exactly what I had. Because he seemed like so ready. He was like, yeah, yeah, that's awesome. Let's do yeah, that. Then. I'll do that with pleasure. You know, mm-hmm. right. I hate I hate the fact that she whispered it. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah. Now I understand what they're doing. Yeah. You know, but <laughs> Get you come back for more. Get you come they're back. pulling a lost in translation, but they're going to reveal. It was almost like – I don't want to call it breaking the fourth wall, but it was like we're, we're, uh, we're only going to – there was no one else in the room. Mm-hmm. We haven't whispered any part of this conversation, but the right. thing that all the viewers at home want to know, I'm going to whisper. Yeah. I hated that. Like, mm-hmm. I, I, I thought that was poorly done, poorly executed, in my opinion. There should have been, you know, there, there are other ways they could have said that she said something without it. all of a sudden I'm going to whisper this one thing. Maybe she We've didn't been, want the author of the book to hear. Oh. Okay. Oh. Okay. Uh, <laughs> fair just, enough. Just but, playing devil's advocate. I, I think that sounds like complete bollocks. <laughs> but, uh, I know, but but do you understand what I'm saying? Like that really bothered me. I was oh, like, yeah. oh, I was like, she, she, you know, there's no one else in the room. You're clearly talking about some evil mm-hmm. stuff here. Mm-hmm. Like you have not been secretive until, well, I'll tell you, but I got to whisper it to you. Come a little closer, you know, honey. Maybe. Someone might you know, hear it, you know, like what? <laughs> Maybe it's an I, I mean, this is kind of tied into Rumpelstiltskin too. Uh, but you know, names and things like that, and speaking words have power in this kind of That's world. True. So maybe maybe it was some some sort of situation where if she said it out loud, she would have drained some of the power from whatever the statement maybe, was, or that would be cool. Or maybe it was just like a really lame, dramatic. <laughs> I know. Or it's like, please go to the Seven Eleven and get a Slurpee. And you <laughs> right, Slurpee. Right, right. Now I'm well, leaning in toward it being just the lame. You know yeah. what what they're doing, you know, to keep the suspense built among the audience. But I'm hoping that you are correct that mm-hmm. there is some reason that she could not say it out loud. Mm-hmm. You know, because that that just pleases me because I just thought that was that was kind of poorly written. 
Right. You know, like, like I didn't buy that. I was like, stupid. I was like, <laughs> just say it. You know what I would buy, though? That little Storybrooke snow globe that Rumpel had yes! at the beginning. Where can we get those? A- a- at the beginning of that scene. And I also, it, uh, that also kind of reminded me of the scene from the first episode where he's watching Anna traveling. Yes, 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 yes. Traveling yeah. over to him. So I, I thought that was an interesting parallel for sure. Okay, uh, Amory, you had some issues with snow. I had many issues with snow. Um... Stop being the crazy psycho first time mom that you're being because mm-hmm. hey, you're not a first time mom, <laughs> but you're also just being crazy mm-hmm. and overprotective. Like, okay, this mm-hmm. is precious, the little mommy and me class. Well, to be fair, that bottle was boiling. The bottle was boiling, but it's not like she was boiling the baby. She wasn't going to boil a child. She wasn't going to boil a child that we know of. Oh, come on. Anne-Marie, where I see your point, on the other hand, it's a good thing you haven't seen me for the past five months with my new son. I'm kind of like her, but a dad. (laughs) Uh, See, but I've seen that. uh, And with slightly less magic, too. Yeah, right. And I'm not magical. So uh, I I see your point, but Mm. I found it believable. Mm. You know, I believed it. And I think I believed it because of my particular lot in life at the moment, Mm. you know, with being a new father. Yeah, and you you got her in, and they've touched on it a bit the past couple episodes too. She also has that guilt complex from what happened with Emma too, which right. is probably a lot more to do with it than even being a new mom. Right, right, it right. does because I mean she even says I want to give him everything. Mm-hmm. Well, you know you're basically you're sticking the knife in and twisting it more in Emma. By saying things like that. But oh, she then she goes on to yell at Emma. Yes, that that was... That was the bigger thing. I, I will say, just keep in mind that both babies that Snow White has had have been snatched from her arms as soon as they were born. Both of them. <laughs> so she, okay, she might yes. have a right to be a little overprotective. Just a little. Yeah. I know, but she, she got them back. Eventually. Eventually. Maybe 28 years or whatever. <laughs> but no, but yelling at, yelling the at yelling Emma was... yelling was horrible. Yeah. Like, she was... Mm. She couldn't control her powers. That was very obvious that she wasn't trying to hurt her father or Hook. Those were the two that was coming at Hook and Charming saved him and took the hit. And Snow... I'm glad you brought Emma. that up, Emery, because that's something that stuck out to me big time. That was mm. horrible. Like, yeah, it she, wasn't like, a protective yell or a, a, a like, watch out. Yeah, it was a scolding. It was a scolding. She was scolding a four-year-old. Was discipline. Yes, and it was. It made me angry. Mm-hmm. I'm afraid to go into the chat now. After well, another thing you said also st- stood out to me. I thought Weird. it was great. I actually mentioned this to my wife as well. Uh, the fact that that Prince Charming shoved Hook out of the road, like that that, that he oh, basically. Yeah. I, I thought that was incredible because, yep. for, first of all, now Prince Charming is like your your ultimate hero. Like right. he's always going to do what's right, always. Mm-hmm. But the fact that he did it to him. Mm-hmm. That that was really to me. That was like it was almost like you've made it, dude. You're in the club. <laughs> You're one of us now. You know what I mean? Like you have dad's approval. Yeah, yeah. Like I I was going to let that fall on me to knock you out of the way. Like right. you're you're one of us now, and I and I and I, I that really, I like that, you know. And I wondered, you know, did he do that because he is just an awesome hero, mm. or did he do that because this is the man my daughter's in love with? You know, you know what I'm saying? I, I can both. definitely see, I can definitely see there being a scene in the next episode where like there's a thank you, there's a hey, why don't we go fishing or something like that? Yeah, you know, why don't we? Yeah, go I'll take you out on fish. the boat, Let's get some yeah. burrs. 
Mm. Um, can I point something out from the chat? Sure. Um, Aaron said, I think Rumple has to kill or put Blue Fairy in the hat, who he hates second to Hook. That would mm. make more sense than Hook. True dat. Yeah, actually, that's that's a really good point. Yeah. Like, I, I completely awesome. changed my answer now. Yeah, like, I like that better. You win, Aaron. Awesome. You win. <laughs> Okay, uh, yeah. let's see here. Uh, you win the podcast. That's that's it. <laughs> Aaron wins the podcast. Okay, uh, one one thing. Uh, you know that that whole interrogation scene was really interesting because I mean it, it was made even more obvious that yeah they really did have a history and they probably did like each other at one point. Uh, Emma and the Snow Queen. I now I I'm wondering what could have happened that would have caused the Snow Queen who was waiting for Emma or whatever you know have to mind wipe her. And what I'm thinking is you remember uh, Lily from mm-hmm. a couple episodes back, right? Mm-hmm. Oh, I yes. Think, I think she comes to the foster home looking for Emma. The Snow Queen gets threatened by her, kills her with the powers, and then has to mind wipe Emma so she, so she can eventually not believe in magic, then believe in magic and become the savior because of whatever deal she made with Rumpel to get to oh. our Earth. That's my prediction. Snow that Queen girl's more Lily. important. That girl's more important than just like – Somebody that Emma knew once upon a time, though. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I, no, I, I like the way I just used the title yeah, of the show. That I didn't, was good. That I, was good. I didn't even mean to do that. But, mm-hmm. uh, you know, the, 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 her tattoo or whatever, like the mark on her and everything, you know. Oh, yeah. We, we discussed that a bit, too. And like, wait, you Dennis, did. Yeah. I think that's important. I think that's noteworthy. Yeah, like, like I, 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 I was definitely leaning that direction too. But when I started thinking today, just about like what could have possibly happened in that foster home to where she would have had to mind wipe her, I, I, and I was thinking, you know, based on what they had set up already this season, as far as what was important to young Emma, and really the only thing we've seen that was important to young Emma was that friend of hers, Lily. Right. So obviously, in my mind, anyway. Yeah. Lily's got to die. Well, we know have... she's coming back. Dun, dun, yeah. dun. Yeah, the, uh, the creators have said that that character will definitely be back. And so that makes a lot of sense. Though. Just uh, one thing I wanted to mention that I, I couldn't fit in, in, in anywhere else. Uh, I don't know if many people noticed, but this just might be something to watch out for that they might play with a little bit in a future episode. Is that Emma got hit with an ice shard right in the neck uh, when they were having the fight in the clock tower. And uh, whatchamacallit, and the Snow Queen even comments on it when she comes into the interrogation room. What I'm thinking, I know that the bottle scene happened before that, but I'm thinking that maybe it's something in that ice shard either prepped Emma to become one of the sisters oh. or caused her powers to go kablawi. That makes sense. Ooh, mm-hmm. Yeah, very nice. Yeah, because uh, the Snow Queen even says you might want to have someone take a look at that when she comes in. So she obviously – she's very she aware of what she did and like – it seems like it was, it was something purpose. that would come back into play. Well, everything she does is on purpose. Mm-hmm. So – um, Very nice. I like it. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, you had a point yeah. about mirrors. So the mirrors, the mirrors kind of <clears throat> mirror each other mm-hmm. a little bit. Like Regina's mirror and the Snow Queen's mirrors are, feel very similar. They have the same yeah. vibe, and mm-hmm. they're both completely doused in dark magic. And they both could have controlled Cindy or Sydney at some point too. Yes. Mm-hmm. So, and that's weird that he traveled between them. I, I wonder if there's like a mirror dimension. Uh, you know, where people can, because I, I know, like, uh, say in DC Comics, uh, there's a character called the Mirror Master uh-huh. who can travel through mirrors to different, uh, you know, physical locations and stuff. I, I, a mirror dimension would be interesting. Actually, wasn't that Dream Dimension 
we saw a lot in oh, season two. Yeah. Did it wasn't that connected to mirrors somehow, or wasn't weren't like the walls made of mirrors or something? Yes, and then yeah. they all shattered. Yeah, oh. so may, maybe maybe that's the mirror dimension. Wonder why we don't see anything about that whole sleeping curse, not sleeping because mm-hmm. the fire pits of hell thing. Uh, probably because they, they they used that up. Yeah, used it for all it was worth and everything. Mm, okay, <laughs> just saying, <laughs> but, it's still there. But it, you know, really, uh, I, I I think we've used this discussion for all it's worth too. So <laughs> why don't we go ahead and we'll get to our arbitrary uh, scale here? Uh, let's see here. Let's see here. Okay, uh, JG, out of uh, ten blueberry or blue raspberry slushies, how many blue raspberry slushies would you give this episode? Uh, obviously, in, in honor of the fallen sister, this episode. Uh, but how many blue raspberry slushies would you give this episode? I'd say seven and a half blue raspberry slushies, maybe eight on certain scenes. Why is that? Seven and a half. Uh, okay, I would go full on eight mm-hmm. for uh, um, the last scene grabbed me. It, it hooked mm-hmm. me because the whole uh, Rumpelstiltskin wanting to take over the entire world, that opens up so much great storytelling in my mind. Like, Oh, yeah, uh, for sure. You know, like the fact that – because – I, I'm using this term, you know, in the the realm of the fictional world, the real world. <laughs> Do you get what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, you know, yeah. like like Boston, you know, where Emma was and New York City and, you know, just, you know, wreaking havoc all over the mm. the real world, you know, being him. Because think about it. Like if his magic could operate elsewhere. Mm hmm. He really could take over the world. I mean, there's there's no doubt in my mind. Right. I mean, you know, he can manipulate people. He can kill people with a thought sometimes. I mean, like, <laughs> right. uh, you know, like Rumpel as president of the United States. <laughs> okay. Vote. Hey, Rumpel Lex Luthor did it. That's right. Lex Luthor did it. Right. <laughs> so Rumpelstiltskin, I mean, seriously. The, so for that and eight. Uh, for the, for the for the rest of the of the episode, uh, seven and a half. Fair enough, fair enough. Okay, Amory, out of ten blueberry or blue raspberry slushies, how many blue raspberry slushies do you give this episode? Oh, I'm going to give it about seven. Why? Um, there were just parts that I found really annoying. Like mm-hmm. you know, I'm yelling at the TV. Why is anybody leaving Emma alone with the evil villain? Yeah. Um, stuff like that. Um. Why was Elsa having a moment of depression to herself? I'll just sit here with the elvish and the candle. <laughs> Go ahead. I'll be right here. We didn't even talk about that. Mm-hmm. Um, Snow White making me want to slap her in the head. <laughs> um, yeah. And and to go on my usual fashion rants, mm-hmm. um, why does Snow look all frumpy when the other two young mothers do not? Again, you didn't notice. I know. I didn't notice. Hey, but- can I throw something out there too since we're talking about fashion? Yeah, let's make it happen. Um, do you think somebody could maybe loan Elsa some clothes? Thank you. Yes. Thank you. Pet peeve number one. <laughs> like, you like seriously, it's really, really driving me nuts. Yeah. <laughs> like the sequin gown everywhere. I'm like, no. You know, I mean, I just, I mean, they finally caught on and got hooked some sort of looking normal clothes. Right. <laughs> they still kind of look like what he wore before, but I mean, I was like, yes. dude, hook, get out of that leather V-neck or whatever that is. And like, <laughs> find something else. <laughs> like, you know? Yeah. It, 
and it's weird just because everybody else has so obviously a plethora of clothing. Mm-hmm. Right. You're trying to like, get to your arbitrary scale. I can see it in your no, face. I'm, I'm fine. Okay. I'm sorry. I'm just like, somebody give that girl a t-shirt or something. Yes. <laughs> yes. Somebody, a hoodie and leggings. I don't care. It doesn't have to be cute. Nice it's just jumpsuit. A, no jumpsuits. No, there is a Spare suit. Sweatpants. I don't care. Just get her out of that gown for a while. Jeez. In aerobics uniform since, you know, that's probably all they have hanging around in the town since it was created in the 80s. Wow. I, that's all women okay. wore in the 80s, right? Was aerobics uniforms? We're going to walk away from that and ask what was your shoulder pads. Uh, well, in that case, you'd have to have her bangs up all big, you know, too. This is very true. Tease hair, you know. Okay, I would give it nine uh, blue raspberry slushies out really? of ten. Okay. Yeah, because I really liked it. Like, it, it, it was – there were some parts that were weaker than others for sure. But this ticked off so many boxes in my what I want to see out of this season checkbox. It was insane. Yeah. There was the Will and Robin team up or, uh, you know, wow. meeting rather. Uh, there was Henry working in the store. I, there, there was a, a decent flat flashback set in the Frozen universe. That was cool. Uh, we, we got uh, some answers, uh, some work. And we finally got a firm indication that – rumples back on the side of the devils and uh that things are going to be really interesting with him and he's the character that hooked me into the show so uh the more me too, interesting Bill. me too the, the more interesting things get with rumple uh the more interested i am in what's going on in the show but uh, it, thank you very much uh jg yes, uh, for so joining much. us tonight all right you're very time. welcome thank you for having me on your show again I, uh, it's always a blast i love it <laughs> okay, we'll have you back on again soon bud totally. excellent Bye. man Bye. Bye-bye, guys. Okay. There we go. Okay. And there he goes. Okay, now let's talk about him let's since he won't be watching the live stream. <laughs> I'm um, kidding. So... Okay, uh, real quick before we get to the news, we want to thank Audible for sponsoring oh, this yeah, week's Audible. episode Woo-woo. of Greetings from Storybrooke. Uh, now, if you don't know what Audible is, you can go there, you sign up for a membership, you get a, a credit a month to get a, an audiobook. Mm-hmm. And uh, if you don't know what an audiobook is, uh, you probably should. <laughs> should. Uh, but you, it's, it's an audio. Obvious. It's someone reading you a book, basically, and you can it's work story out. Time. <laughs> you can walk, you can drive, you can make dinner, all while you're uh, catching up on your reading. And uh, Audible makes it really easy to do. Uh, you can uh, use any smartphone, uh, all sorts of uh, DVD players, anything like that to uh, listen to your audiobook. And they're also offering uh, listeners of Greetings from Storybrooke a free 30 day trial to give. Give you the opportunity to check out their service. Mm-hmm. Uh, now, we always like to give a suggestion uh, for what book uh, you might want to pick up. And we, uh, usually we each give one individually, but this week we've decided to unify. We're working together. And, and offer one book. Uh, Amber, you want to tell us about it? Um, this book is As You Wish, Inconceivable Tales from the Making of the Princess Bride, written by Carrie Elwes. Elwes? Els, I think. Els. Yeah, and he's actually the guy on the cover. Oh. Um, yeah, he he was a, I, I forget. Oh. I just blanked on the character's name, but he was the main character. He was the guy in the oh. Zorro mask. Uh, but I, I actually just saw him on Kevin Pollock's chat show this past week where he was oh. talking about this. And it sounds really, really cool. Like he what he did, he went and he wrote down all of his remembrances. And then he sent the manuscript to pretty much everyone in the movie and everyone who worked on the movie who all added their own stories. Oh, cool. And in the audiobook version, they each narrate their own Sections. anecdotes like Christopher Guest, uh, Norman Lear, Rob Reiner, everybody, Billy Crystal, everybody oh, comes back in narrate. love. And yeah, that was in this episode of Once, actually, which is very appropriate. <gasps> yes. 
So, uh, yeah, if you want to pick up, as you wish, Inconceivable Tales from the Making of the Princess Bride or any other book, it's really easy. And all you have to do is go to audibletrial.com. Sorry. Wesley, thank you, Bobby. AudibleTrial.com <laughs> slash Storybrook for your free audiobook download. Again, that's AudibleTrial.com slash Storybrook for your free audiobook. And we want to thank Audible again for sponsoring this week's episode of Greetings from Storybrook. Thank you so much, Audible. And now, on, on to, to the, the news. News. Okay, first up, the ratings here. And by the way, you'll be able to find links for all of these stories in the show notes at greetingsfromstorybrook.com. Uh, the ratings, uh, once upon a time, it did 7.4 million, uh, 2.5 share, and it, that means it, it ticked down about one tenth. That mm-hmm. was earlier today. Usually it adjusts up on Monday, but that's where we were, just a, down a tick, down just a, a tick. little bit, which is fine. Okay, uh, let's see here. Next up is our uh, – well, we have our big double episode next week, uh, Smash the Mirror, and we're going to go ahead and watch the promo for it. <laughs> uh, we Now, we don't usually play it on the show, but we'll describe it to you uh, as we watch it. So <laughs> I'm sure this is here. the best part. Yeah, here's magic. Henry. Uh, Emma blasts Henry with some magic. Two-hour tale. Uh, Two-hour tale. She's getting rid of her magic somehow. Emma's going to get rid of her magic forever and ever, and Rumpel's going to help. And then we see, looks Anna like throws Anna throws her snowflake necklace in the fire. And going to see how she gets in the urn. And I have a feeling that we hear the sorcerer's voice, voice in there. Yeah. Uh, whoever the sorcerer might be. But yeah, it looks like a really, really, I really intense you. episode. Uh, No, it'll be a good episode. It's going to be really exciting. I'm pretty pumped. Uh, Now, Anne-Marie, you wanted to mention real quick this uh, Once Upon a Time workout you found, right? Yes. um, Last night I was trolling Instagram and um, one of the girls I follow, Storybook Beauty, um, she usually just does makeup tutorials and stuff is what I've noticed. Um, Mm -hmm. But she posted a Once Upon a Time TV workout. So like do 10 jumping jacks whenever someone says Elsa. Um, Do 10 high knees whenever someone says magic. Oh, my goodness that would hurt um <laughs> do 10 squats whenever someone says hook and crocodile and so on and so mm-hmm. forth so i just wanted to share that because i thought it was pretty cool and I, i'll put a link to her instagram and her um website definitely in the- and I, I i like that too just because it's like it's like a drinking game except you don't drink you get healthy you get you healthy okay and now uh people who are spoiler averse might want to skip ahead about a minute here uh, but we have some pretty big casting news for uh, next half season here. It turns out uh, the new villain who has been cast, I'll tell you the actress first. Um, let's see. What's her name here? Uh, Victoria Smurfit, which sounds like Smur- <laughs> Victoria Smurfette, which I think is really funny. She's not playing Smurfette. Nope. She's playing Cruella DeVille from 101 Dalmatians. Cruella DeVille. Now, they don't go into uh, big detail about how big her role's necessarily going to be or how it's going to tie in or anything. But we do know that we've seen Pongo in Storybrooke before. Archie, uh, Dr. Hopper, has Pongo. So it should be interesting to see. And this will definitely be like the first like modern day mythology character that they've really brought in, which I think is really interesting. Um, Going with that, Mm -hmm. the actress actually revealed it. Oh yeah, because it was a thing. She they just really announced supposed. that she had been cast, and then she tweeted out, "I can't that, wait to play Cruella Deville." Right, I think she got confused as mm-hmm. to what she was allowed to actually post. Oh, sorry. Well, they already made the announcement, so I guess she's not going to be in too much trouble. Yeah. Okay, and uh, last but not least, uh, we got another announcement this week, and that's uh, when the mid-season finale and when the new half-season is going to start. Uh, now, the mid-season finale is scheduled for uh, 
December 14th, and then the, uh, the show's going to come back on March 1st, which means we have almost like, almost three months off. Which, yeah, well, we'll get some we've more done com- it before. We'll yeah. do it again. We'll, we'll celebrate the holidays. We'll get some commentaries in. Yes. We'll ha- we'll, well, we still have to do our com- our shirt commentaries, too. We do have two shirt commentaries. We need to like put up a poll for that, mm-hmm. by the way. Actually, you know what? I, I'm going to say in this last couple minutes left, I think we have about five or six people left watching. At least. Why don't you just throw in what episode episodes you'd prefer into the chat, and we'll pick one from one of that okay. for our second uh, drinking game commentary, and that'll be fun. Okay, let's see here. Anything else here? Uh, no, uh, let's see here. We'll go ahead and get into listener feedback. Now, when you're done watching the big double episode next week, I, I obviously you've already left a voicemail for our 100th episode that we discussed earlier, and we'll put out a blog post about later in the week. But we want to hear your reactions about the episode, too. So you can run to your computer, <laughs> uh, email us, greetingsfromstorybrook at gmail.com, tweet us at gfstorybrook, the Facebook is facebook.com uh, slash greetingsfromstorybrook, and the voicemail number is 424-274-2352. Again, that's 424-274-2352. And as usual, we uh, got a couple of voicemails today, starting with Bobby. Bobby! Hey, Bill and Amory, it's Bobby. Um, once again, this episode had a few good if not great moments but for the most part just kind of felt disjointed and uh out of place as a whole uh it was weird to see the way uh snow in particular was acting towards emma that just seemed out of place um while it was cool to finally get some of the other like cinderella and and sleeping beauty and whatnot back into town it was weird to just have aurora there or sleeping yeah aurora there because it just felt like we missed something. And they just explained it away by saying, oh, she's new in town. Um, those things aside, I really enjoyed the uh, subtle way of bringing the uh, Duke of Wesselton into, into this episode. Uh, I didn't even realize it was him until like the last part, you know, when... when uh, the Snow Queen froze him. I didn't, or you know, tried to attempt it, you know, that scene. I didn't even realize that was him. Uh, but upon second viewing, when you see them dancing, you could almost see him doing that whole weird dance that he was doing in the movie. Uh, I thought it was a great nod and a subtle nod that didn't have to hit us over the head. So, um, once again, I thought it was an okay episode, but I thought it had some great moments. So until next week, like a chicken with a f- with the face of a monkey, I fly. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't listen to this at all because it came in way before we did this. That's amazing, Bobby. Thank you. Thank you, Bobby. Okay, and here uh, we have another voicemail from Other Anne Marie. Take it away, Other Anne Marie. Hi, Bill and Anne Marie. It's Other Anne Marie calling for greetings from Storybrooke. Just giving you the thoughts for today. I thought this was one of the better episodes of the season, mainly because of the bonding between Robin and Will and Robin and Regina. I'm, I'm really happy to see these minor characters coming into play a bit more. I can't believe, however, how easily Emma was swayed after such a lifetime search for her family. Uh, last thought for today, shouldn't Ashley's baby be a bit older? Can't wait to hear your thoughts about the episode. Out of 10 frozen snow globes, I give it 8. Bye! Excellent. Thank Excellent. you, other Anne-Marie. Oh, uh, yeah. And the baby what, did see, should have been a Yeah, the like, baby should we, not have been that old. We were thinking, what, at least like a year and a half old or something like that. 
At least. At least. Okay. Yeah. And I uh, think, thank you both of you for your voicemails. I, I just want to say too, I was, I, my mind wandered back to it with Bobby's voicemail. <laughs> I realized cause he left like a minute and a half voicemail. He, he, he had to have that in the back of his head, probably the entire Very minute tight. and a half. He knew it was coming and he was like ready for it. Yeah. And he almost stumbled there right at the end. <laughs> And they landed it. It was great. Okay, here. Uh, we, we have a few uh, quick, quick bits, bits here. Uh, quick bits. You can always go to our website at greetingsfromstorybrook.com to read the letters that didn't make the cut this week for time or whatever. We're already running really late, yes. actually. But uh, we'll go ahead and get into the quick bits here. You can read the full letters over on the site. Uh, Chris said he thinks Regina's actions in this episode were at an almost snow level of goodness. Uh, still lobbed it there at the end a little bit, yes. maybe. Holly wrote that she's curious about what the Snow Queen whispered into Gold's ear. I know your balefire. <laughs> and Alina shared her desire to see a non-magical villain. And uh, you might be in luck uh, with like, yeah. uh, our news story a couple bits back. Okay, and uh, Chris Tipton, uh, he wrote in a more of a, a bigger uh, feedback, which you can read over on the site. Uh, but he also had uh, his prediction for what uh, the Snow Queen whispered. Uh, he says, I've been racking my brain all morning, and I've finally come up with something on what Ingrid w- whispered to Rumpel. What if Rumpel has to find the actual sorcerer? who was the real owner of the hat and kill him. Rumpel may or may not already know who the sorcerer is. Once the original owner is dead, Rumpel can have full ownership and full control of its power. That's my pet theory and I'm sticking to it. I like it, Chris. Yeah, I actually like it because it works a lot like the dagger and we know that the dark ones have always been after the hat, so that would it might really be the same sense. kind of source of magic. It might be, if there's a yin and yang, maybe the yang's the dagger and the yang's the hat, you know? Yeah. Okay, um, next is from Cliva. 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 There's hey, even a pronunciation. I know. That's why I was, I'm really not good with it. Um, hi, Bill and Anne-Marie. Great podcast. Keep it up for sure. I actually started listening to you guys through your Legends of God pod- <laughs> Legends of Gotham podcast, which I'm also liking. Thank you. Um, yeah, I, just, I think the first one coming back this I way know, from Legends so of Gotham. Cool. So. Um, I just finished watching seasons one through three on Netflix and I'm now working on season four. I really like the show and maybe because I watched some, so many episodes in a row, I'm finding both Charming and Snow White's characters becoming less and less interesting. They are always on screen and they don't do much anymore <laughs> in my opinion. I also would like to see more different characters see more different characters come back if only for minor interactions like Red and the giant from the Beanstalk. True dat. Um, I really enjoy watching Regina and her storylines. Definitely my favorite character. Anyway, I don't want to take too much of your time. <laughs> so again, great podcast greetings from Storybook and Legends of Gotham and keep it up. Thanks. Uh, thank you, Clive. Thank you, Clive. And here, I'll wrap it up with a, a letter from it? Elizabeth P. Yeah, yeah, I got it. Hello, Bill and Anne Marie. How are my favorite podcasters doing? Eh, okay, we're doing good. Yeah, thanks. Uh, wow, what an episode! I really love the Snow Queen's backstory. It was very nice. It is so sad what happened to her sister. It, it was an accident, the same accident and mistake that Elsa made in Frozen. History certainly does not. Re- it does repeat itself, rather. I, I wish that Snow hadn't reacted with fear. Instead of giving baby brother Neil to his big sister Emma, she recoiled. That wasn't nice. However, my mom said I however, my mom said that Snow's reaction to David getting hurt was the same reaction any parent would have. Uh, thoughts on that? Eh. No. 
Well, she scolded her. There's a difference. Mm. It could have been Emma, not yeah. Emma. Like yeah, there was there was an inflection. Yeah, and especially considering that they didn't meet each other until they were adults too. Like yeah, she never. It made it seem a, li- a little weird. Yeah, a little weird for. I didn't like it. Yeah, I, I like the episode so much. I'm going to watch it again right now, and it's the first episode since The Apprentice that I've wanted to rewatch. I have a good night, and I can't wait to hear your thoughts. I give this episode 98 shiny yellow ribbons out of 105 shiny yellow ribbons. Nice. Bye. Uh, thank you, thank Elizabeth, you, Elizabeth, very much. And uh, like I said, next week, uh, once you're done watching the big two-part Smash the Mirror, run to your computer, uh, smash a mirror on your way. <gasps> Don't and- smash a mirror. That's seven years. Bad luck. No, it's not. Yes, it is. It's actually seven years. Good luck. They're just tra- The man's just trying to trick you. Ah, oh, the man. You got to wear the tinfoil on your hat. <laughs> Greetings from Storybrook at gmail.com is the email. Twitter is at GF Storybrook. Uh, the Facebook is Facebook.com slash greetings from Storybrook. And the voicemail number is 424-274-2352. Again, that's 424-274-2352. Uh, and you can find uh, the show notes and everything for this episode at greetingsfromstorybrook.com. Now, Anne-Marie, where can people find you online? Um, you can find me on Twitter at amdcement or at cchc at cchc blog where i do a lot of recipes do it yourself mm-hmm. reviews etc cetera, etc cetera. and uh, as for me you can follow me on twitter at bill meeks you can follow me on google plus where we do these uh podcast live, live. at google.com slash plus bill meeks and you can pre-order my new book dog boy uh, eye of the scarab at dogboyadventures.com and just click on eye of the scarab uh, right there on the front page Okay, well, I guess that's about it. Very long show tonight. Very Maybe the long longest show, yes. we've ever done. Maybe ever. Maybe. But it it, it was it's a good okay. time, so it was worth it. Exactly. A little awkward there in the middle. I like it. But it it's turned right. out. Okay, until next time. Greetings, Greetings from, from Storybrooke. Story